When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Episode 383. Fucking thing sucks. You know what? I miss penis. Are you a boner guy? What are you talking about? I am the one who should apologize. What a dick. Please clap. Cuz. Please clap. Cuz a roo. Cuz a roo. Slap a rooney. Throw weed. It's showtime. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that makes fun of Stuttering John. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, the apartment boss himself, Anthony Cumia. Welcome. Love you. And the woman who made sure he got here in time, Missy B. And of course, we don't say it enough, producer Chris is here, everybody. Yes. Please go to whoarethese.com. You get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and that link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And except for today, you can watch live when we do our wow. podcast. He's been doing this since he was 18. Well, actually, just, you know, since I was 38, but. <laughs> Tickets are on sale for the Dick Show crossover in Philadelphia, April 22nd. Go to live.dick.show for tickets. They are selling, and it's a very cool venue that we're going to be at. Philly Crew. Yeah, we got the Philly Crew's going to yeah, come out. Philly Crew. They don't really like what we're talking about. I know, The dude. Philly Crew's giving me some vibes. I- <laughs> Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Hannah was here Yesterday, but not today, so I guess Cardiff will be reading reviews for us today. (laughs) Equally sexy. But first, we'll be reviewing Stuttering John on the Howard Stern Show. This is something we have not done, well, not extensively anyway. Mm -hmm. Maybe we've played a clip here or there. But what's fascinating to me is I've learned more and more about Stuttering John is that he's always been this asshole. (laughs) <laughs> and it's funny because the first time I ever made fun of Stuttering John's show, I said, guys, I'm a fan of Stuttering John. I played some of his interview questions. I'm like, this, he was great on the Stern show. Then you go back and you realize he had no, he never had talent. He was never good at anything. And thank God for Howard Stern for understanding that he was dealing with a nothing. <laughs> and Tom Chiasano realized they were dealing with a nothing. And so what I want to present to you, and Iso's got the videos back there. Thank God I'm not running video. Today, you're welcome. Remember last time. <laughs> we know how that went. Um, this is Howard Stern telling, track number one, this is Howard Stern telling Stuttering John how funny he is. First of all, regarding you, Stuttering John, you are a guy who perceives himself as funny. 
when you go on the Ricky Lake show, when you go on the Last Call show, when you do these shows, Who's that guy? you go on the Conan show, you turn to people inevitably afterwards, you go, hey, was I funny? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something about yourself. You are the least funny person I've ever met. <laughs> you are not funny. Okay. You're obnoxious. Okay. You're not funny. So, Howard's explaining what we all now know. When John tries to be funny, he's not funny. Never. But when his green screen falls down or bugs are crawling on him, hilarious. You won't see anything funnier. Yeah, the funniest thing what on a, the internet. What an odd position to be in. Yeah, it sucks. It's like you made it? a deal with the devil that never works out quite yes. right. Yeah. Like, I want to be famous and I want people to laugh at what he I can, do. It's like he got a monkey paw. Maybe that's yeah, why his hand's like that. He got one of those monkey paws. I wish for a monkey paw. <laughs> It never works out quite right. Monkey paw has cleaner nails. (laughs) Yeah. I'd rather eat a bloody sandwich from a monkey paw. And a monkey ear and a monkey red ass. All right. My my track number two, this is Howard explaining that John comes off as obnoxious when he's trying to be funny. All right. I'll tell you what's funny about you. You stutter. Mm -hmm. When you go on TV and you try to be me, Mm -hmm. it's not funny. All right. It comes off obnoxious. Okay. It's a very fine line. You are funny when you are yourself. Uh-huh. When you start to talk about yourself, there is a certain naivete about you that is interesting, that is I mean, stupid. And that is funny when you start to stammer about your life. Okay. When you go on the air and you run around like Howard and you, you look like you're doing a bad Howard impression, Oof. you are not funny. Okay. So afterwards, when you come off these shows and you say to me, was I funny? Or you say to uh, Jackie, Jackie, was I, was I funny? That's funny. <laughs> because you're so insecure, you're funny. Uh-huh. You're being you. When you go on these shows and you're me, and you're yelling at people, and you're stuttering, and you, you lose your charm. Now, here's the other thing you ought to learn about yourself. <laughs> you don't take criticism well. You don't listen. <laughs> wow. Fucking nailing it. Oh. This is the mid-90s. Oh this guy saw this back then is going, hey, idiot, you're not funny, and you're not listening to anyone who's telling you you're not funny. You should pay attention to that. It's amazing. Carl, this is, what Nostradamus. Been, <laughs> this is what you've been trying to accomplish. This yes. enti- WTP has been trying to accomplish exactly what he's been right. always saying. And, and you saw John there. He's not listening. He's not paying attention. In fact, I bet he was high-fiving guys in the back room. Yeah. I got on the air today. Yeah, I did yeah, 40 yeah. minutes on the air today. He's like, yes, yes, I'm an idiot. Yes. <laughs> Never Howard says. All right. Now, look, we're all Howard fans here, but this is where Howard loses me. If you play by track number three, like sometimes he gets up on his high horse and acts like he's a different person than he actually is. His you know high horse, Beth? You know why I've been on top for so long? If, if a postal worker came up to me and told me he had a good idea, I would actually listen to it. I would actually entertain it. Because I don't consider myself better than a postal worker. <laughs> Howard wouldn't make eye contact with a postal worker. Are you kidding me? No shit. You're not allowed to see him in the hallway at Sirius XM. There's no fucking way he's talking to the little people. I worked, I worked there for 10 years. I never saw Howard. You're not and allowed we to. We were on the same time. Yeah. I came up in the elevator sometimes with Fred or, or yeah. uh, Gary or something, and I never saw Howard in 10 years. 
They brought him up like it was uh, he was radioactive. <laughs> yeah. Just don't look at him. Don't see him. But that's Howard telling John, hey, you got to listen to what everyone's opinion is. Yeah, yeah. Try to figure it out. All right, Howard, if you say <laughs> so. All right. This is where track number four, Howard really drives it home that John is not funny. I, I hope he learns from this. The truth. Do you think you're funny? Uh, uh-huh. Do you think you're a funny person? Yeah. Let me look it up. You're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah, 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 I'm funny. Are you? So he thinks he's a funny no. guy, obviously. And my track number five, this really sums up this whole weekend. Howard explains this perfectly. And remember, again, this is 30 years ago. He describes it perfectly. I'm sorry. Let me ask you. Do you see yourself as funny? Do you think you're funny? I, but see, I'm, I'm not supposed to say it. No, no, no you, you can say whatever you want. No, I'm say what you, you feel. I mean, I'm trying to help you now. I thought you thought I was funny. No, no, <laughs> you are funny when I tell you what to say, and you're yourself, and you're genuine, and you stammer. That's funny. So you're saying I should be more genuine? Words, you would never be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Oh, you try to be funny. You come off obnoxious. Okay. When you're yourself. If Conan O'Brien asks you a question, he says, right. "John, what's it like when you ask these people these horrible questions?" Yeah. And, if he, and many times you'll say, you know, gee, Howard puts the words in my mouth or Jackie and Fred put the words in my mouth and I, I'm embarrassed or whatever your genuine feeling is. And then all of a sudden you start to stutter and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. People are laughing at you, not with you. Yes. <laughs> you yes. Yeah, it's fun to watch. You nailed it. 30 years that's ago. That's what's funny. John, we're laughing at you, oh. not with you. That it couldn't be more clear from Howard Stern, who hired that man so that they could all laugh at him. 30 years ago, he knew. He, he knew it that and long he's, ago. And John has been not being funny for 30 years. And He didn't take the advice. And Anthony, the, the thing that I've realized, and I've been talking about this recently as we've been going through centering John's book, easy for you to say, <laughs> the talent that Howard Stern has to make these nothings interesting. Oh, yeah. Is unbelievable. Well, that's always been the talent over there. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable because you see Grillo after he doesn't work at the Stern Show anymore, and you're like, who gives a fuck about oh. this guy? But he's, he still texts me. I <laughs> know he's great. He's the best. Hope he gets what comes on the show soon. But this is an, track number six is an example of how Howard makes John who's just sitting there like an idiot interesting. I still came up. Why with don't you. you rape me? Do me a favor. I'm gonna pull my pants down here. Put it, put it, it in. over. Go ahead. Come on, rape me now. Come oh on, do it God. to me now. Don't do rape. it. Go ahead. Don't give me slow Come rape. On. Do it to me now. Go Just ahead. give it to me. <laughs> I've been bad to you, right? <laughs> Come on. Come on, Howard. There it is. Howard. There it is. Take it now. Rape me now. Are you kidding me? Come on, put the probe in. Howard, you know. Go ahead. Take my temperature. Howard. Goodbye. Howard. Goodbye. Howard. Goodbye. Howard. Goodbye. <laughs> the good old days. That See how that's funny. Shit back <laughs> exactly. Then, Howard's like, oh, this bit's not going nowhere. I better t- pull my pants down. <laughs> Tell John a rape me. And he was right. Awesome. And he was right. But I bet John was a great call screener. Because what Howard was saying is he's not good as a guest on shows. He couldn't be a stand-up. But he must be good at call screening. My track number 19 is uh, some information about John as a call screener. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Uh, We're doing so uh, good, too. Wait a minute. It's here somewhere. 
Uh, let me get to Wikipedia so I can read it. It's like the whole system doesn't work anyway. You're a total jinx and a moron. You know what? That wacky guy who you said you don't know why he came on? He's searching around for an implant for his brain. Yeah. Uh, that'll help. But why did you slip me a note so because, I know? Because I, I was writing it out but when you picked it up for him. God. Douchebag, that guy's been on hold for at least five minutes. I've been watching you do the phone. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, you know what? The guy on your phone, the last call was right. I can't have someone screen the calls because <laughs> no. I've got a moron screening the call. The last call I thought was good because because he, he it was good. But what do I know? You got to give me a note. I'm writing him down. You're not, man. you're not you're not bright enough. You had that guy oh. on hold for five minutes. I stalled for five minutes during the Ponce de phone phone calls, waiting for you to slip me a note. You didn't. I, I You're was, a total no, I was adult. Screening. You're a loser. 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 Goodbye. Go home to mommy. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> well, that went well. <laughs> this is a guy who brags that he was not the call screener, but a writer. I was sending Howard notes and sending them jokes, and I was the call screener. He couldn't even get a note over to Howard yeah, to let yeah. him know who was on hold did on the show. His, did you ever see his resume about oh, what yeah. he does and oh, what yeah. he did? He, he makes it sound like nothing could have gone on without him there. No, it it's the, it's the resume of person. Sam Simon. You think he was a showrunner yeah, yeah, for The yeah. Simpsons with his resume. <laughs> oh, it, a it's creative force. Worst. I've never heard anyone compliment John. <laughs> On his jobs, they just never have. There's not one clip of Howard going, "Wow, John, you really came to the table and did a great job." It's always, "You're adult. You're an idiot. You're not funny," and that's why you're here. I mean, he did give him really good advice that time. He did to abort his child. Oh, that one. Oh, okay, that one. Oh. I didn't hear about that. Does John ever talk about that? <laughs> yeah, Not Howard had told him. <laughs> Howard told John he should abort his kid. Yeah. He's too stupid. Yeah. He's going to make a stupid kid. Right. I mean, he can't even pull off being a call screener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being a father is going to be a difficult well, task. Maybe if the hanger ripped off two tits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep, crap. My kids. Oh. Now, my kids. if you guys remember... Stuttering John got a job on K-Rock being the afternoon disc jockey. Oh, God. And for a while, he actually had a four-hour shift as a disc jockey. Then he got fired because he sucks. Because <laughs> he's not funny, and he's trying to be Howard Stern, he's obnoxious. But then they hire him again to do a noon shift, noon till one. And then he gets fired again. That's the dead shift, by the way. Oh, it's a horrible shift. In radio, yeah. you give it to somebody that just doesn't know what they're doing. Right, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, it so K-Rock brings in this guy, Chuck Rose. Cheers. 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 Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> in 20 years, that's the most intelligent thing I've ever heard. <laughs> He's killing it. Nailed it. Finally. All right. So to, to Brother Weeze. If you, yeah, is Weeze here? Uh, Alan? Um, all right, so if you play my track number seven, this is um, John got fired by the new K-Rock programming director, Chuck Roast, and Chuck's in the studio with Howard. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Wait, is, wait. I don't think you understand what that fucking name means. <laughs> Food names, 10 of them, 12 seconds, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We're going to have uh, Chuck roast beef sandwiches tonight at the Dabby Awards. So, uh, play by track number seven. We'll see how this goes down. I was promised how that I would never get fired again. How do you promise that? I'll tell you the exact thing. You want to know, Gary? Yeah, how do you think I'm lying? No, no, how just promise you. Promise you? Exactly. I was fired once as a DJ here. I was a DJ for two years. I got fired. Why did they make you a DJ in the first place? Okay, no, no. This is a while back. The arms are up. I had a four-hour show. Right. So I was fired. A year later, Steve pulled me aside. We want you to do a show from 12 to 1. I go, Steve, I'm not going to do it unless you guarantee I'm not getting fired again. I go, I'm not going through that again. No guarantee. He said, well, you're not going to get fired again. Steve didn't fire you. Here. That's right. He laughed. So now I'm going through it again. But do you have a contract that says you can never be fired? No, it was a verbal thing that Steve and, and I agreed Steve, on. But I know Steve. Uh, you and that's Steve why I knew when Steve. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, what, I'm sure Tom knew about that deal as well. Uh-huh. A verbal thing. Yeah. John goes, I can't be fired. Like, there's, that's not how employment works. I, I'm impervious to fire. <laughs> yeah. You guys told me you wouldn't fire me. That was a joke. Imagine going into a job. It sounds like something Costanza would do. <laughs> yeah, right. I need you to guarantee I cannot be fired. <laughs> we can't do that. How do you guarantee you can't be fired? John's an idiot. Unless you're me. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> All right, so now John explains that it's not his fault that his show sucked so bad. My my track number eight, the programming director is right there in the room with them. And this is John explaining why it sucks. I, my problem with a lot of the music here, Howard, is they play the same music over and over again. Ed Dude, don't you know so anything about it? Did you learn anything about radio? Did you learn that the but, average listener doesn't listen for four hours? They listen for 15 minutes in a clip. And if they don't hear a song they like, they tune out. Well, the other thing is, why do, you, so many, why do I assume there you are know There are so anything? many his songs to You have a problem. From. I'll tell you what, I'm going to get a radio so station and let you program it. If you can get over one chair, I'll Howard, there are so many songs to choose from, and it's unfortunate that they choose from the same two songs. John, you sound like a novice. <laughs> so John's thought was like If I got to pick the songs This would have yeah. been great Because that's how radio works That's how radio works And yeah. your requests are definitely taken seriously <laughs> When you call and request a song Yeah right. So even back then nothing was John's fault Things just happened to him And he was even promised he wouldn't be fired And yet somehow Some way they figured out a way to get him out of that game. Wouldn't he still have the job? Yeah Right It's uh, a good point Contract says <laughs> Paragraph three, sector two eight five. Yeah. I can't be. Haven't they Let changed? Go. Haven't they changed formats now too? So like, it, from noon to one, it's just like rock, alternative yeah, rock yeah, for yeah. no reason. And, uh, the station went country, but <laughs> yeah. John's like, can't be fired. Right. Here's Soundgarden. STP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, the last section I want to play for us is Stuttering John's last day on the Howard Stern Show. Oh. So he put in his two-week notice, and he's got his last day. It's going to be his triumphant victory lap on the air because if you guys are paying attention to Easy For You to Say, what we're doing on our Patreon right now, John says, and I decided that I would go on air for that entire two weeks. Yeah. He was going to do Howard a favor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and go on air for him. What Give the treat. fans what they want. What, did you shoot yourself? <laughs> <laughs> kind of what they want. So, again, Howard Stern, understanding what's happening here and everything that's going on with John getting hired by Jay Leno to be the announcer of The Tonight Show. It's a goof. It's a goof. <laughs> it's a goof. It's a joke. <laughs> so, He's tra- a jerk off. Track number 10, Howard explains that this is a revenge fuck from Jay Leno. That's all this is. He knows it. And plus, you know what Jay, and plus, you also know what Jay's doing. 
I mean, Jay's taking something that he never would have put on the air in the first place. Oh. It wasn't for the fact that John was on our show and never would have hired John ever. So defeated. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so basically, they didn't hire John Melendez. They hired stuttering John from right. the Howard Stern show. They were trying to get a younger demo. They were trying to hip the fucking show up a little bit. It's like when you call a fat guy tiny. Yes. It's like, oh, the announcer for this uh, Tonight Show is the stuttering guy. It's so preposterous. It's funny. Yeah. In and of itself. Except for the stutterer is an idiot who thinks he earned the job. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's the twist. Right. Yeah. The fucking M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end. I'm actually a blithering idiot. We knew that's not a twist, John. So the- <laughs> it's not surprising at all. First frame after the credits. We- <laughs> so what's great about this is that John didn't tell Howard he was offered this job, and he just put in this two-week notice and quit. And Howard was pissed that he wouldn't come to him first and say, yeah. "Listen, I got an offer." You know, so at least they could, like, counter if they wanted to, or obviously they're not going to pay John a half a million dollars a year. John knows that. But um, so this is track number 11. This is Howard explaining that he probably should have told him. You know what I was talking about. I'm not going to go through it with you again. I right. said to you, I don't want to hear about your cockamamie schemes Get anymore. Business. That's right. Pull I the don't want it. The same what Tom's talking about. Not about if you, it's a big difference if you're leaving the show. Right. Come on, John. I'm talking about, you know what I didn't want to talk about. All your cockamamie, uh, stuttering John tour, your book, your this, your that, the other thing. I said, talk to Gary, let him know, and I will talk to you on a case-by-case basis, or I'll tell Gary. When you were leaving the show, that's a whole different ballgame, and you had no problem picking up the phone the day the contract was signed. And those other... Yeah. So so basically what's happening here is John's constantly going, hey, can I go on? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Hey, can I write a book? Hey, they're approaching me to make T-shirts. Can I do that? And I was going, stop talking to me, John. I don't want to talk about any of your bullshit anymore. The answer is no. Irons in the fire. (laughs) Right, yes. Making sure if something else pans out. He was being paid, like, what, $30,000 a year? At that time, it was $85,000 a year. From the Howard Stern show? Yes, at the time that he left the show, yeah. Wow, I didn't hear that Righteous one. bucks going on. He's got some real insider information. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but John, <laughs> John... You know, gonna, with inflation. John is going to complain about his pay. This is my track number 12. That's uh, the problem okay. here. You know what's weird, Howard? For 15 years, I've been paid literally nothing. So suddenly, I'm literally nothing. You know so so does it, because I, because every weekend I'm out on. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not blaming you for it, but I'm saying suddenly I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm maybe you would have. Maybe he would have. So maybe would have seen you. And, and, and I've talked to Mel two two years ago. I, I've had a long conversation. Back All right, but the hell point is, why wouldn't you come and nothing. say to anyone? I still made nothing. Why wouldn't you come to someone and say you got another job offer? Right. That's what it would that's take you for you guys to pay me. Like a, Maybe, a, yeah. Well, that's what it takes in any business. That's, what it, that's the way it is. You've got you to gotta use your, things to well, your advantage. Well, well, yeah. So oh, John's not understanding this at all. He has no. no value as stuttering John Melendez. That's all he is. Yeah. So they're going to pay him the bare minimum to keep him there. That's an overinflated sense of self-worth. Correct. Which, so now uh, he's going, well, they offered me more money. So obviously you guys were underpaying me. Not so fast. <laughs> that's not what that means at all. You were always worth $80,000 a year, John. <laughs> that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So this is where Tom Giassano um, chimes in. This is my track number 13. Well, well, I mean, I, do you think I get paid here? I get paid because Mel's afraid that someone else is going to make me a better money offer. Yeah, but 
Tom didn't believe I can I can do anything else. What are you talking about? But the even when I told him I, I got the job, he's like, no way. Wait, like, get out of here. You no, got everybody you said that. Show, right? Well, we John, you, you can't do anything yeah, else. Yeah, what are you doing? You're being the stuttering announcer. <laughs> All right. So then but, uh, you're the stuttering John. Yes. It's like this speech I gave Obi. Yes. During the grape, the great grape debate. You can't do anything. I could do plenty of things. What? Uh, <laughs> what are you uh, going to do? <laughs> I had no yeah. idea. I go, spin records. Go to Rochester and spin fucking records. If Obi would have said be a stuttering announcer, that would have been a funny clip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good comeback that. for that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it did not. All right. Here's Jay Leno. Are you a boner guy? <laughs> <laughs> Works. What are, are you, you boner talking guy? about? <laughs> Jay, cheers. <laughs> All right. So this is where it gets funny. Because now Howard asks John if he thinks The Tonight Show is a funny show. Oh. Because at this time with Jay Leno, eh. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. No. Track 14 on there. Okay. Is Jay Leno's Tonight Show funny? Yeah. Yeah. Better okay. say that. Yeah. <laughs> that is high-pitch Opie answer yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. That's great. The higher the voice, the bigger the lie. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then a caller <laughs> then a caller calls in and um, wants to know if things don't work out with Leno, but of course they will, but if things don't, would Howard hire him back? And listen how quickly oh. Howard answers this question. Oh, yeah. If uh, Sutter and John, if it doesn't work out between him and Jay Leno, let's say in six months and he gets rid of him, will you rehire him? No. <laughs> <laughs> Before the hymn came out. Yeah. <laughs> no. Howard's very like, he doesn't take that shit. No. Like, yeah. If you he fucking wants loyalty. Leave, like Jackie, when yep. Jackie left, Jackie was persona non grata. Of course. Dead. Of course. Uh, to him. So, yeah. I don't hear them talk about Shuli very often on the show these days either, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, if this doesn't work out, Shuli, you're going to be back with Howard? No. Once you're off the show, you're off the show. All right, so then this gets very funny because they want to ask John if Leno is funnier than Letterman. Oh. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah. Who's funnier, Letterman or Leno, John? Leno. I hate oh, Letterman. Oh, Letterman. Oh, oh, John. Oh, wrong. Even Hold on a second. I swear to God, may I die right now. <laughs> and he's been working on killing himself for 30 years so i guess i mean every single person in there was just like oh how could you see you're losing the threat here john what are you talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. nobody thinks that that's true so now tom is going to explain to john that he was paid what he was worth and Ooh. believe it or not john's still not getting it i can't i shocked by this Would have. There's a concept called value of the market. Stocks are worth something because people are willing to pay that for That's them. That's right. He's willing right. To pay more, and then they right. the pay everybody nothing no, no. until somebody else. I, I, no, he's willing to pay what the market. I know what the market dictates for yeah, somebody. I know you're insulted that you would want Tom to give you the money rather than have to give you the money. But how do you care how you get the money? You know, Bull. usually, Gary, in a lot of companies, when you do a good job, I, of course, freaking no, boss. How do you not know always. about other companies? You never worked for another company. What are you, Firestone? When you drove the truck, that was your job before here. Yes. Oh. So that Gary nails it right there. That's perfect. Yeah. John's explaining how business works, and he has no idea how business works. It's the only job he ever had. Why are they just throwing more money at me? Because we don't need to. That's why we're not throwing more money at you, John. The, the, the most interesting part of that clip is that Howard and, and Tom Chiasano only agreed on one thing in their entire career together. <laughs> 
how much John sucks. <laughs> yes. Like right. Every time, and, and Howard's actually going, yeah, look, Tom's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you're a fan, you knew they yeah. never agreed on shit. And he did call him Tom Chipasano yep. and all that shit. And it's like, oh, John sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. They Common the, ground. They had the dump button. That was a whole oh, fucking yeah, problem yeah, yeah. and everything. And Everything yeah, all of a sudden they're besties when they're talking about Suttering Jeff getting paid nothing. They're high fiving. I just over heard there. it the other day. It was uh, uh, Tom Chiasano uh, uh, gave a read to Howard to promote Wings oh. when John was a guest star <laughs> yeah. on the show Wings. And Howard didn't want to talk about it. And they called him up and said, why aren't you talking about Stuttering John on Wings? He goes, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. So the Wings bought time on K-Rock for live reads that Howard had to read, and he didn't read them. Yeah. And Chiasano came in yelling at him, you got to read it. They paid for it. He goes, no, fire me. Fuck you. I'm not doing this. <laughs> That's how much he hated John yes. and what John was doing. Well, it also proves that the only reason why John was on that show or any of the shows he was of on. Of course. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Wings. Whatever he was doing is so that Howard would talk about they it. They wanted Howard to talk and about it. And these idiots never figured that out, even though Howard told them that multiple times. I'm never talking about it. <laughs> yeah. John. It's these idiots never figured that out. Like, Eric the actor still thinks that he has yeah, yeah. acting chops. So that's like, why Rob, he was I, I think cameos. Robin did uh, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Did she really? Yeah. And Howard talked about that because it's Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not going to go out on a limb and put his neck out there for fucking Did Will Smith slap her in the face? On wings. <laughs> oh, God, I got a flight. <laughs> I'm sure he's all stiff, too. Oh, can I get a ticket to two pickets to Pittsburgh? <laughs> Hilarious. All right. <laughs> the last clip I have here, a caller calls in and predicts John's fate. And nails it. Is it you? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> it's, Yo, it's tonight. Callie, the guy you always hang up on. Remember me? Oh. You mean the guy I put through about 2,000 times? Yeah, a few times, but oh. you always hang up. You're the worst phone screener. You have a life because of Howard, and you're a loser. You're going, you're a traitor, and good riddance. And you know what? When, when you do lose your job with Leno, and you sell your house, your whole life will go down the drain. I don't wish that on They're John. Not, well, I don't wish it on him. You know what? I don't but that's what it's going to be because the boy is it. All right, all right. That was his son daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. We'll talk about this later. Tragic. My kids. So it's just amazing to me that everybody knew what was going to happen to Senator John when he moved out to LA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going to. He bought the most expensive house. I, I, he could barely afford it. And it's hey, Karen, I bought the most expensive tree. <laughs> we needed that money, Karen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, of yeah. course, he lost his job. He lost the house. It's a certain know. kind of rich my father used to tell me about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to thank Anthony Cumia oh. and Missy B. Thank you. For coming on the show. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, man. Yeah. Awesome. They'll be around later for the Dabby Awards and, of course, our meet and greet coming up oh, after yeah. this. We're hanging out, and every so often I'll go out there, very rarely, to get another beer and a shot and um, <laughs> meet the people that are also um, raging alcoholics. Awesome. <laughs> All right. At this time, I want to bring up Trucker Andy and Jen from the Jingles Department. I hate to do this at DabbleCon, but we have to talk about someone else. Tommy from MSCS Media. 
Andy decided to go back and check out his first episode we ever. Humble beginnings. Yes. Yeah. This video only has like 2,000 views on it. It's not even the 700,000 that we're used to out yeah, of this the guy. Russian bot farm was not. Yeah, in, before he works. bought the bot farm. Yeah. yeah, right. So, Andy, I didn't watch the part one. I watched part two of this. Okay. I want you to start things off yeah, to I mean, introduce us to um, to Tommy's first episode. Yeah. I don't know if it's his first, but it's the one. It's the, yeah, the, the oldest one on YouTube. List. Yeah. So, what we're going to learn about here is the true benefits of marijuana. From two people that are not experts in any single way. (laughs) (laughs) But the show must start with an ad read. There's a sponsor. So in my clip one, this is Tommy's sponsor. And just so you know, Andy's clips are the ones that start with MSCS and then one. MSCS one. His name is uh, William Moore. His firm is in Fort Lauderdale. He's sponsoring the show today. Uh, He's a killer attorney. He wins everything. Uh, he, he goes to trial. You can't lose with him. You hire him, you can't win. Whether I like winners. I like winners. Drugs, DUI, ticket, he can win them all. Okay. And if- <laughs> drugs, DUI, botched cheekbone surgeries. <laughs> yeah, you hire him, you you can't win. He said, you hire him, you can't win. <laughs> I don't care if you take out three kids on a scooter yeah. while driving drunk. So this is obviously Tommy's DWI attorney that he's yes. paying an athlete, right? right? right. Well, on the part two of this, he had another sponsor on the show. And remember, today, he's got Monster Energy Drink. You You know, he's got big national sponsors. But back in his humble beginnings, if you play my track number three, we learn about his uh, early sponsors on the show. And then our sponsor for uh, this episode is Vivid Reflections. They are in Easton, Pennsylvania, 100 North 3rd Street. Easton PA 18042. You can call them at 908-361-8043. And what they do is uh, if you lost your hair, they tattoo basically your hair. If you're you're an alien, they can put a... Is that hair tattooed on? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. They tattoo on hair at this place in Pennsylvania. That was was a Patrick Michael level ad. That's the Wikipedia of ad reads. What the fuck is going on? Here's the Google listing up here for everyone to look at. I don't think he makes money from advertisers. I'm going to go out of the limb. All right, what else you got over there, Andy? Okay, my clip two is uh, this dude, Brian... There's not introduced in any single... There's no last name. There's no credentials about this guy knowing what the fuck he's talking about. But Brian, uh, like, hurt himself weightlifting, and suddenly he's an expert on medical marijuana. Well, that's what's great about this, because I watched part two of this. It's all about medical marijuana, but this guy talks about weed like a stoner does. This has nothing to do with medical at all. No. All right. He's like, yeah, I like bongs, like ripping bongs, (laughs) put some ice in there. I'm like, this isn't very (laughs) medical sounding. And you have three herniated discs. Three herniated discs. Okay. Now, let's start from the How did you get the three herniated discs? So I was in uh, competitive bodybuilding. Yeah. Blew it out, doing too much weight. Just... Hit it one time, try to go again, try and max out my PR, hit the next one, boom. The rest is history. <laughs> it was downhill from there after that. What a storyteller. Oh <laughs> People talking about weightlifting is maybe the most boring thing you could possibly talk about, right? 
<laughs> Don't ask me. It's not fun. And why would I take fitness advice from an Eagle fan? <laughs> the guy does not look like he's in shape in any single way. Fly Eagles fly right into a fucking plane propeller. Well, he decided to become a stoner instead of a bodybuilder, Andy. What do you want from him? He's not going to have a physique smoking weed all day long. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that Tommy always looked that strange. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the beginning, he looked like that. I thought that he... From the day he was built, that's how he looked. (laughs) I thought it was more of like a slow stuttering John roll. Initiate Tommy protocols. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you play my track, too, Tommy asks about wax, so you can get THC in wax form. And he's very confused of how any of this works. Like, Tommy acts like he's an expert because he's the Joe Rogan guy. He knows nothing about weed at all. Yeah. Now, what's the what's the wax? So the wax is just, um, it's a different way to smoke. It's a much more higher concentration. So the thing that's actually getting you high on these, if you can see, is like that crystallization that is on the, which is the THC. But I mean, if they're using a pen. Oh, Because wow. my, my guess is that most people are going to use the pen. Okay. So what do you want to know about the pen? Um, well, not, not the pen. Like the pen versus the wax. Okay. So, Tommy's very confused at what any of this is. He's not really leading him. In the pen, asshole. (laughs) What are you taking, stupid pills? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Andy, what else did you pick up on from this interview? Okay, clip four. This is evidence that Tommy is not fucking listening. And this guy is just droning on about how he loves to fucking get high. And Tommy's doing anything except listening to him. Because it'll become clearer in another clip, but let's let's watch clip four right now. So then you went and got a marijuana card, or, or you went to painkillers, or, or what? Did so you do? I was subscribed right off the bat with eighty milligram Vicodin, right off right off the jump. So this has happened over three years ago. Um, right off the bat, they were already subscribing me. With- <laughs> <laughs> What's he reaching for? <laughs> Never was about doing any of that. Um, <laughs> All right, so I want to know what he's reaching for. Now. Yeah, right. Now that's on my mind. I think he's reaching for John's son daughter. <laughs> hey, uh, Jen, can you just talk for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, something I got to do over here. So that he asked him about what happened with his injury, and Brian is like, I I didn't want to touch painkillers in any single way, but in clip three. Uh, maybe, maybe he didn't hear that for some reason okay. because he was doing anything except listening to his Can guest. I have some of your Vicodin? No, no, that's not the point. But right. Not a good listener. Clip three, and, genius. Uh, when I came down here with one of the best specialists down here, um, he reverted me to medical marijuana to help my pain. And he goes, your back, I would never touch it with a scalpel ever in my whole entire life. Meanwhile, up north, it was a whole different doctor, different money, different everything else. And they were trying to fully fuse multiple parts of my vertebrae automatically right off the bat. Nothing right. else. And that's what led you to the medical marijuana. 100%. So, so you, were in, you were in Pennsylvania. You couldn't get shit. Yeah. So then you decided to move down here in June. Yep. You got down here in June. You saw that if you had a really bad condition. Any type of medical condition, to be honest with you, um, that um, caused pain or some sort. Uh, was one of the products of using medical marijuana. Okay, and then what... what... Okay, well, 
I that wasn't the right clip, but no. <laughs> <laughs> We learned a lot. <laughs> you herniated the disc, and then you went to painkillers. No, no, you, oh, you never even went. No, I, I still got the same bottle that they prescribed me three years ago. You just didn't take it, and you dealt with it. I think I think I've taken maybe five of the, out of the thirty that they give to me. And yeah. so stupid. <laughs> what you, I already told you. He was like, uh, you you went to painkillers. No, I already said. Yeah. I didn't want painkillers. Also, if you're sitting on 25 Vicodins, you could sell those. Yeah. It's kind of a dumb thing to, to hold on to, in my opinion. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I went out of order in the control booth. It's all right. He's still trying his best out there. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's killing it for us this week. What else, Carl? Oh, well, actually, I, I checked out uh, a newer episode where he was talking to a couple of chiropractors. <laughs> and it's fun because this one chiropractor is talking about how he's basically Jesus. He's given deaf people the ability to hear, blind people the ability to see. I'm not mincing words here. This is literally what this guy is talking about. My, my track number four, he teams up with this other chiropractor, and Tommy's question is, why did you want to work with this guy? The guy who's basically Jesus. <laughs> but I knew, you know, you know, you always strive to do more and want to do more, and this was you know, the opportunity to do that. Yeah, but what makes you willing... To risk your career, <clears throat> your life, your income. You were a chiropractor for how long? 10, 14 yeah. years at the time? Yeah. And you give that up to go with Dr. Pete. Well, here's what, what was the big turning point? Yeah, you saw him make a guy not deaf. You made a, made a guy not blind. That's enough to give up your 14, 10, 14 year career to go with him? Like, what was the banger that you were like, okay? Yeah, sounds pretty fucking incredible. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but what did he do that was actually special, though? But does he do anything incredible that made you want to do this? Also, this guy's a chiropractor. He's like, I didn't give up my career. I can still be a chiropractor. <laughs> it's like I quit my job at GE to go follow this guy who cures the deaf. <laughs> so then, which this is great, my track number five, Tommy decides, these guys are both chiropractors. He decides to slam chiropractors to their faces. When you're a chiropractor and then you leave, kind of leave, you know, half of the country thinks chiropractic is bullshit. It's just a, a reoccurring bill. What, what is your opinion of chiropractic now that you're involved with the zone? Because it seems to me like it's a reoccurring bill. Everybody I know who goes to a chiropractor <laughs> has to go every month or every other, every two weeks, and it's like a Band-Aid, but doesn't correct. These guys are I have so to uncomfortable. Go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> These guys are so uncomfortable. It's like, so you guys are quacks, right? You guys just charge people and you don't fix anything. And that, that's the deal, right? That's what everyone thinks. That's true, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it I didn't think. work immediately. So yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're a quack. <laughs> All right. So this guy, the guy who's Jesus, gets clients from Malaysia all over the world, really, but. Tommy's really focused on Malaysia for some reason, and he wants to know, what's the thing that this guy did? Remember, cures deaf people, <laughs> cures blind people. But Tommy wants to know, why do people all over the world want to work with you? What's the thing that you did? That's my track number six. Well, and what did you do? Because you got people flying to you from Malaysia, different countries. 30 different countries and cities. That's a lot. 15 out of Malaysia. Congratulations. What was it that sparked that? What what session? Who'd you fix? What did you do where people started flying from other countries? 
Oh, man. What a, what a riveting interview that is. So you've cornered the Malaysia market. Congratulations. That's what all business people try to pull off yeah. when they're doing this. Yeah. All right. So now it turns out this guy had a practice in a building right next to the World Trade Center when 9-11 happened. And so this is track number seven, him talking about that. I went back home to New York. Where'd you open it at? Across from the World Trade Center. Oh, wow. And on 9-11, the World Trade Center fell in my office. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, the, Tell me about that. The plane just missed me. He did, he's been here three times. hasn't mentioned that. The plane, the plane just he missed me. He saw the plane. Yeah. That's he's fine. been in here three times. hasn't mentioned that. So tell me about that. Okay. That's well, interesting. Well, I just, just so want to happy. say that my very first patient, the very first, they carried some girl in, an eight-year-old girl. They carried her in. She couldn't walk. Something happened. She woke up. Her legs were like paralyzed. She couldn't walk. Then no one knew what happened. They brought it to me. I worked on it for two minutes. She walked out. That was my first patient of my career. All right. So basically, all the people who died in 9-11, this guy brought back to life. Just so you know. So if anyone thinks that that's a tragedy, it wasn't. Everyone's fine. Everyone went home to their families later that day. It was great because for of, Because of this guy. And the reason why I played that is because... Tommy goes off on this. You saw how excited he got about 9-11 just there. He's like, whoa, 9-11. I love talking about that. So he is going to spit some straight facts about 9-11 by track number oh, eight. Boy. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. I had the head of the Secret Service in who investigated that. 3,600 engineers he had in there. Independent report. Yeah. You know what the report concluded? What's that? Demolition. Of course. I you know, do you know what else they did? What? They changed every elevator in the World Trade Center three weeks before 9-11. <laughs> The elevators were changed nine years ago. Has 30-year warranty. Every elevator was changed three weeks before. That guy there, Rick Prado, was head of the CIA. He went in 61 days before 9-11 to Bush and Rumsfeld. He said, look, the cells are quiet. They're coming on these planes. I always thought it was Bush. Rumsfeld said, no, not enough information. The head of the fucking CIA. Then the head of the Secret Service who investigates it Demolition, demolition, and after he had said that, you could see, you could see it was bothering him. You know, he had mm-hmm. seen a lot of shit, and his wife worked in Building Seven, but she had been off that week. So after that, he was like, you know, I just hope I'm wrong, and you know, he was like, I'm hope I'm wrong, and that that was one of those things where he kind of just let it go sure. at that well, point. I'm- odd that you could explain that the U.S. government was behind 9-11 on YouTube and that's fine, but if you imply the vaccine doesn't work as well as they said it was going to, you're immediately kicked off there. Why is that, Andy? What do you think the meaning is behind that? I I love that Tommy Tommy's a space alien and a 9-11 truther. I love that about him. My track number nine, I want to know what the fuck he's implying here. When he talks about uh, World Trade Center 7. Well, Point. I'm building 7 about a week after 9-11. I went back to my apartment to get some stuff. And I looked under building 7. Seven days after 9-11. And the, the, the fire guys were shooting water on it 24-7. The fire was still burning. I mean, what? Please. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Yeah. The fire guys were shooting water on the fire seven days later? Still yeah, yeah, what does that mean? What, what is he implying there? What's he saying? What, what does that mean? I, I just love how this guy is just like, oh, what's going on out here? Uh, 9-11? <laughs> Business <laughs> as usual, I guess. Right, back to work. No, he was out there catching people as they were jumping yeah, out yeah. of the building. Ah, all right, yeah. got you, got you. He, he's like catching people falling out of buildings and adjusting their backs. <laughs> <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> I've never walked better. Thank you, sir. 
are these customers are just falling out of the sky. Uh, anything else you want to play from uh, the first episode that you checked sure, out? Sure, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's not forget that Brian was reverted by a specialist for his vertebrae, and uh, <laughs> he was subscribed marijuana for his back pain. <laughs> so this guy can't fucking talk, but he's not the only one, because this is an epic saga of Tommy not being able to understand the difference between Inica and Sativa. Okay. In clip six. Oh, we have, uh, there's many different strains for everyday use. So, like a sativa would be one that you would use during the middle of, during the day, during the middle of the day. And an indica would be more towards as you're going to bed at nighttime, um, uh, so to speak. So, there, there's, there's indica, there's sativa. <laughs> And then there's hybrid. Yeah. And the hybrid is the mix in between. Hybrid's a, the mix between the, the two of them, honestly. So hybrid is the definition of the word hybrid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what hybrid is. Yeah, yeah. No shit. <laughs> What's hybrid? That's a yeah. third thing? Yeah. So stevia <laughs> is a sweetener. <laughs> yeah, right. And sativa yeah. is a weed. But sativa is a moron alarm. <laughs> so when somebody says that, you know they're fucking retarded. If yes. seven, maybe you'll figure it out. Well, listen, on Venus, they don't have any of those strains. Right. So <laughs> he's just getting caught up here, Andy. Anything else from uh, that episode? Sure, yeah. Clip eight, uh, he finally gets a hang, uh, the hang of things. Okay, good. Yeah. Just you got the indica, you got the hybrid, you got the sativa. So... <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking says it. Like, the guy never for him. corrects him. I was rooting for him, too. I he thought he was going to do he it. He never did correct him. He was, he was really polite, but he did say sativia at least 20 times. Every single time. I know. Every time. I was getting so and I'm like, why can't he just say it right? But it's not, it's not just his fault, because in clip nine, uh, Brian, Brian doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. He, oh. says, the, he says the wrong thing, too. Really? Yeah. Shocking. Is he high? So, like, if I were to smoke, say, a sativa right in the morning time, I'm going to be zunked for the rest of the day. Now, when you say zunked, what do you mean zunked? Uh, I'm sleepy, not ready for work, uh, lazy. Off of sativa? Off of an indica. (laughs) Indica. Off of an indica, yes. Um, The sativa is the one that will keep you going for the rest of the day. Um, Keep keep you going. The indica, like I said, in the couch. And that's the way (laughs) the news goes. (laughs) At least he said sativa, but yeah, he, he said sativa what he meant, Inica. So this guy at one point did say what he did for a living. He cuts hair. Yeah, right. And he's constantly high. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I always want to see my barber on a show talking about how wasted he is every day. That's always good. As someone who does cut hair, you don't really want to be high when no. you're doing that. You don't. Everybody's coming I mean, out I of that do. barber shop with fucking it. lightning bolts. Their <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't want that? Oh, shit. Did you want the rad dude do? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only one we got here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's your only option. <laughs> you got a rat tail and a lightning bolt. <laughs> All you get is a reverse mohawk. <laughs> okay, so in clip 10, they've, exa- they've answered exactly one fucking question. And they finally get to the bottom of the difference between sativa and indica. Okay. <laughs> so when you smoke the sativa in the morning, it doesn't affect your worth ethic. It doesn't. No, I wouldn't say It, that at it all. doesn't mess you up at all. No. You can you can function like a normal person. Yeah, hundred percent. And you would never even know I was ever high. And it ever. takes away the pain. Yeah, for the rest of the day. 
So, so back to the initial question. So all of them take away the pain. Yes. It's the, it's which one you do when. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And about you this. fucking know all about this <laughs> shit. <laughs> My favorite part is like, you can be like a normal person. Yeah. I could smoke this and be earth human podcaster, Tommy. <laughs> I can be human. <laughs> Well, it doesn't make you human. You have to start as being human to begin with, but you can still be human. All right. I'm explaining this to do well. Yeah. You do you, Tommy. I apologize. No one told me there was going to be boasting. <laughs> All right. Last clip. Clip 11. This is, they're going to sum up basically Brian's life story, which is just like uproot your whole fucking family, move to Florida and just like throw shit at the wall to see what wor weed works best for you because you have a fucking uh -oh, herniated disc. retard alert. <laughs> retard alert, class. And is this, if you have a big problem, instead of taking pain pills, you go get the, the medical marijuana card. You go to the right state. If you got to move, you got to move. It's better mm -hmm. than being addicted to pills. Yeah, oh, yeah, just move. Okay. So you go there... <laughs> You get the medical marijuana card, which you have, and then you start basically playing with what works best for you. And then once you figure that out, you don't have to worry about being addicted to some, you know, pill yeah. or... Just sell your house, move to Florida, spend hundreds of dollars to figure out what weed gets rid of your back pain. It's that easy. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. All right. Very good advice. Well, Tommy from MSCS Media, I don't know. I'm upset that he's actually moved to Spotify now. What? It's, it's, it's harder to get his videos from Whoa. Spotify than it is YouTube, which he is annoying. finally made it. I guess. I guess. So uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on him. And I want to thank Jenny Jingles, Yay. Trucker Andy for coming up. Thank you both for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having us. All right, guys, we have to address this. I want to bring up... Mark Ippolito and Chrissy Mayer, because right now it is time. It's time to mock Zumok. <laughs> Big smooches for producer Chris. All right. So. <laughs> Mark, yes. you have a couple stories to tell us, but before we get to that, I want to show you some clips because Chad has been losing his mind over DabbleCon. That's the only reason why I'm up here. Too. Yes. I he, didn't want to do this, but the past week have, has just been fucking ridiculous. I asked that. Mark to do this weeks ago, and he looked at me straight in the face and said no. So. I, I just don't like talking shit about anybody, especially like on cameras, but like literally this whole week has been tough. The mayor's office was contacted. The chief of police's uh, office was contacted by some unknown person saying that there's going to be riots here, fights, and all sorts of stuff. By Exactly. By this same fucking dumb fuck that we're about to talk about. And let's start off with a brand new song parody from Dylan Vance, everybody. <laughs> We got losers, we got big boys, got turned away at the comedy store. We got bad shows, our standards are low, 
All our comedians blow And among the bunch There's not one single star mm-hmm, I love dry bars <laughs> We saw Chad Zumach Kept our doors locked But our talent scout, he did stock. He breathes real hard. He's a retard. And he stole my grandmother's credit card. And he's bitter cause he got rejected by Chrissy Marr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he loves dry bar. Well, I love dry bar. Stand-up comedy hell And everybody on that stage right now Should be working at Taco Bell Some think they're Bill Maher They won't go far dry bar special that nobody's seen and since then he's decided to live stream on instagram for 19 people at a time and then he immediately deletes what he put out there but thankfully there are people who hit record for me he's like the opposite of a content creator he will stream until people come in and start commenting yeah and then he leaves then he gets freaked out yeah he gets scared. yeah because steel toe aaron will send people over to his live stream and then he sees like 10 people show up. He's like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. I can't believe there's so many people watching me. So my track number one on my, my Chad things, I want you guys to see this, and then we'll talk about what Chad's done here at this comedy club. All right, let me get to DabbleCon, guys. Let's talk about DabbleCon, because that's going down this weekend. It's been controversial. People don't like I've been criticizing it, saying it's going to flop, it's going to bomb. Uh, listen, I like Shuli. I like Bob, a couple people I like over there, but there's a lot of assholes, and they have been nothing but assholes to me, unprovoked. Uh, unprovoked? I who he meant. Yeah, I love the fact that he's like, unprovoked. This guy talks shit about everyone all day long on the internet, nonstop, and he's like, I don't know why people are picking on me. What did I ever fucking do? I'm just poor, innocent Chad. Yeah. All right, so I dedicated my entire Patreon to ripping on Chrissy and her boyfriend, but I don't know why they're mad at me. I don't know what yeah. the problem is here. Go figure. So when I first met him, I don't know if anybody ever remember a place in Webster called the Comedy Club that I used to have. Yeah. I've been out there. I had a comedian out there named Sam Tripoli, and he's like, hey, can I bring my features? Uh, Chad Zumach. I was like, yeah, sure. Come on out. And uh, it was nice enough. You know, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt when I meet him. And he says, hey, listen, man, I heard you have a daughter. I brought her a stuffed animal. Well, my daughter was fucking 13 at the time, which is... <laughs> That's fucking really creepy. Creepy as fuck. And not only that, it was like a fucking stuffed animal. You get it like a carnival. <laughs> and it had a coffee fucking stain on the fucking. <laughs> and I'm like, but you know, I was like, oh, this guy's probably just trying to be a nice guy and this and that. And I immediately threw it away, obviously, when he fucking it walked was away. Full of condoms. Or like. and fucking cum. I don't know. I mean, the guy's a fucking whack job. And I, but I you know, it's still at that point, I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of a nice gesture. I won't be angry sure yeah it's a thought that counts it's right even though it's counts, creepy and but weird. that was 
incident number one. That was the first I met him. Well, yeah. before you get into the next story, he's talking about this comedy club. This is my track number two, and I want oh, to see if he's go. correct about this information. <laughs> I didn't hear this. So yeah. This should be fun. So I don't support it. And if it was such a success, I went to the website. The comedy on Carlson, Thursday through Sunday, has, they have five shows when a comedian's in town. They have one show Thursday, two shows Friday, three shows Saturday, and a show Sunday. Well, if it was such a, they have, they're doing one stand-up show. They're doing one stand-up show Friday. One, not two, one. Yeah. And it's not even sold out. Uh-huh. Then they got three events scheduled for Saturday. They got right. two live podcasts, a meet and greet. Carry the one. And some stupid yeah. award thing that's going to flop. <laughs> so they don't even have more than one show. <laughs> Comedy <laughs> math with dummy. Chad. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't look like a flop, does it, guys? No. Yeah. That's great. I think Chad's point was that there aren't a lot of events happening this weekend. And then as he's going through each event, he's like, and then there's this, and there's that. It's like, what are they doing over there? Uh, I guess that is a lot of things. All right. And, right and, and Chad would know because the second story I have to say is because on a Thursday one time here, we had Nikki Glazer. You guys know who she is. Fucking. Yes, exactly. Little Scooby Snack, and she's fucking hysterical. Um, so we, you know, normally in this business, when you get a headliner of you know sorts, you clear feature acts with her, and that's the the middle act, the person that goes up second. And uh, we cleared everything. Uh, she arrives, and then Chad Zumach walks in the building, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm here in the middle for Nikki." I'm like, "Oh no, no, we already cleared it. This and that. There must be a mistake." Uh, but Nikki was such a nice, you know, young lady that she said, all right, you can give a guest spot. So he does a five-minute guest spot that Thursday night. Well, I invited everybody to do press that Friday morning. It's kind of like a press parade. If anybody lives in Rochester, you've probably seen us on the news. We do all the radio stations. It's, it's fucking annoying as hell. It's early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after, you know, you close up the place at night. But you, you just got to do it. You got to sell tickets. That's the name of the game. So um, we all meet here. And, and Zumok's like, oh, I got to go. Thanks for having me. Have a day, have a do. Takes off. And um, we go on our press parade. And we go to Weezes. And uh, fucking Zumok's there. And he's on air. And I walk in, I go to the producer, I go, what's this fucking guy doing? He's, oh, he says he's in town opening up for Nikki and yeah, but yeah, but do. And I thought he was here with you. I literally walked into the studio. I said, you out. <laughs> and he had to leave. And that was number two with Zumark. Wow. He's a show crasher. So that's probably why he had such nice things to say about, is this club, do we do, we do a good job here? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very and you guys are awesome by the way. Awesome. Are I'll you get saying into number that three. because none of them are black. Uh, no, I'm not saying that because that would be a horrible thing to say. So so Chad thought he was gonna weasel his way on to the Nikki show all weekend. And after he got busted, he didn't come back that Friday night, right, Mark? No, like, he He was never to be found if you pulled him off the weed show. I said, get the fuck out he of here. He got right out of town after that. And then I was like, All right, now my I, this dude is just a piece of shit. It's like it's some people do that in the business. They'll like show up at a club and say, Hey, I'm middling, and then like the club owner or the club manager would be like, Oh, okay, and they'll try and finesse. It's it's a scam. Yeah, to be quite it's a shitty thing to do. So and this is a guy who it's brags about dirty. opening for big comics, right? And now we know this is what he's up to. Yeah, he's fucking on the cover of Hack Magazine. This right. fucking guy. You're one of the biggest hacks I know. 
right, track, track number three, Chad is not understanding what we put together for this weekend. Even though he's studying it ad nauseum, he's looking at the website every day, checking if he can buy tickets or not, but he's still not understanding it. It's just like showing a bunch of like weird little events, and it's going to be the same people. <laughs> it's going to be the same the people. The same people who watch thing. and listen mm-hmm. to all the podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, why would you want to go to that? Bob Levy's on the comedy show, and then Bob Levy's on the podcast, and then Bob Levy's on the Debbie Awards. Like, well, yeah, that's what this is. And there's no Chad Zumach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why don't they mix up with some Chad Zumach? <laughs> and, and that's and that's where it comes to number three, because like Carl's, hey, Carl, our buddies is no secret, and uh, he's like, you gotta, you gotta go on. And like I said, I don't really want to. I don't like the poke bears. I don't like to talk crap about people on the air or anything like that. But this past week, first off, I get all these emails about this one is a Sandy Hook denier. And then not only did they they send them here, but they sent it to like Sandy Hook fucking like places. And like all these people from Sandy Hook are like, are you going to have this woman on there? And I'm like, listen, you got to look at this. It's this one dude. Like, look, this is what I've been going through. I swear to Christ for fucking three weeks. Two days ago, the fucking someone drives through the front of the building. <laughs> Steals I still the, think it was Chad Zuma. It was not Chad Zuma. He's not that was. brilliant. I mean, honestly, it's like, it's like one big wallet, right. an ATM. Right. Yeah. He would just try and take your wallets and use your credit cards. But anyways, uh, so that that's going on. And I got a, a call from the chief of police. Like, hey, can I stop by? I'm like, yeah, they caught the guy. And literally, me and Vinny... <laughs> I think he's standing in the back of the room. We're standing in the front of the, and the chief of police of Rochester comes in. He goes, yeah, the mayor asked me to come down. Uh, are you having something called DabbleCon this weekend? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. So then I'm, lo- I'm reading through all these fucking emails, and it's so funny. I can't even, I don't even know, remember the name of the, the server that you, but it was like, uh, uh, golden retriever mom at proton.com and dick sucking <laughs> fuck at uh, proton.com but they all had the proton, proton fucking dot com like it was the same person obviously but the guy's like so what's going on so we had to bring in you know obviously you know we you guys are fucking great there's no need for security for you guys you're fucking a bunch of beer drinking awesome fucking human beings again give yourselves a round of applause <laughs> But I had to explain this to the chief of police and the mayor because little Zumach got his, you know, his panties in a bunch and he doesn't want anybody in Rochester to have a good time. So that's why I did this today for my pale call. Yes, thank you, Mark. Mark, I appreciate that because... See him showing up to your house in like four years, being like, "I'm here to take your daughter to prom." Oh, <laughs> <yeah. No. laughs> that wouldn't work out well for him <laughs> at all. Yeah, when he's done fucking April and Jenny oh. Jingles and everyone else that he's talked about fucking. Um, this is my track number four, where still on his live stream that he did for 19 people and then deleted. He explains that he could be doing what we do. He just doesn't have the time. He's busy. Yeah. They wanted to keep it going, so those go after anybody at this point. They're like, he's the next Stuttering John. Shuli's the next Stuttering John. It's the same bullshit. And the people that are going after him are the biggest fucking losers. If I had the time and energy to go after some of these podcasts, or just even the will, I can make them look like fucking idiots. (laughs) But it takes effort to Google and pull stuff and look stuff to download. I don't have the time for that. It's so fucking lame. Why is he like showing us this parking lot? Why is he always spinning around? (laughs) He's a lunatic. (laughs) 
I love that. That's the worst brag ever. I could be so good at that if I wanted to, but I just, yeah, I don't so have the time. Everyone. Yeah, I don't have the time. I can't put anything. in the effort. He literally said, I don't, I don't have the time to Google people. <laughs> That's so too crazy. much. It's a bridge too far. For Chad Zemeck. Also, right. I don't know if you guys picked up on this. It was very subtle. But as he's going, who's the next stuttering John? Is it Ch-? He almost said his own name right. and he stopped himself. Like, oh, right. shit. I don't want to put that out there. <laughs> Whoops. Exactly. This is not a good scene. <laughs> All right. One last clip I want to play. This is from the Misery Loves Company episode that they just did Friday. And they had Alex Stein on. This is my track number six. And Alex Stein asks if Chad has ever played this club. Mark, I thought you might enjoy this. Oh, my God. This is all a surprise. You've done the club they got? I've done it before, yes. Yeah, but were you invited? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Yeah. He, and he wasn't paid either. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Do you have a 1099 to show yeah. for it? No, probably, uh, probably like not. Like I said, I gave the guy the benefit of the doubt, but he just does so many shady. That It was real shady shit the dude did. Very so fuck, fuck Chad. Fuck Chad Zumak. I did it. Chrissy, did you see him this morning? He was live streaming again about DabbleCon? I, I thought he was here in the audience. I took a picture with him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few captains in here. I love it. I love this DabbleCon shirt right here with the please clap and the credit cards. Oh, my God. That is very well done. Please clap. That is awesome. All right, well... Chrissy, he was Mark. Live streaming this morning. Yeah, I thought I you were watching it. that. Oh, I, I thought you were telling it. me about it this morning. I apologize. I think Shuli was watching it or someone was telling me he was still. It's so funny. He doesn't care about this. It's all he talks about. Because I'm terrible. never offended. Very I'm never mad. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like he wants ChadCon to happen so badly. He's trying to will it into Chad existence. Con. I'm like, fine. Uh, I'll, I'll go if <laughs> they pay me. <laughs> I'll go if they pay me, Carl. <laughs> Exactly. Well, come on, we could do a Zoom con. Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no comedy at the Carlson. Yeah, we did have that. <laughs> Mark and Bolito, Chrissy Mayer, thank, thank you, you both so Carl, much for coming on the show. Yeah. You guys are fantastic. At this time, we have to play Catch a Dabbler with Cardiff Electric. And I'm going to need two contestants. Who wants to come up and try to catch a dabbler? I saw your hand go up. And all right, you you as well. Sorry, guys, you gotta you gotta get good seats here in order to catch a dabbler. Apparently. Ah, uh, so one of these two chairs over here. All right, card up. Hello, hello. Oh shit, am I here again? This, this microphone smells like red wine. Master of Disguise. All right, we get it. Yeah, <laughs> Cardiff, how are we doing this today? Good. Well, I will start this, then you play the clip. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay. He's explained this to me three times. I keep forgetting. Yes. Like, how are we doing it? He's not, All right. he's not very good at this. <laughs> no. Are you ready? It's time for everyone's favorite game show to catch a dabbler. Are you ready to play to catch a dabbler? I am. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, play the clip. I am. I need to hear I need to hear consent from each of you. Okay, very good. So we'll see what that fucking you know what Jackie's gonna say. Oh, they're making fun of me. You know, he's supposed to be a comedian, and yet he can't take it. But anyway, enough about Jackie. Uh 
by the way, I texted that girl that I banged in Vegas. And I had a conversation with her. So I might go out there next week <laughs> to, uh, to, to again see about fixing it because she's kind of hot. She's got a great body. And, you know, I wouldn't mind taking her by the pool and seeing her in a bikini. And then, you know, you know, maybe, uh, you know, have a few drinks and maybe like get the banger again. But we'll see. She, she calmed down a little bit, but you never know. So you want to go back to Vegas to, let's use the phrase. Yes. Because that's, that's my nickname for my penis. <laughs> what does John call his penis? <laughs> All right. Let's see. <laughs> Number one, my anaconda. B, my magic wand. Three, the hammer. <laughs> Next, little John. <laughs> Number five, the Danish dong. <laughs> and lastly, Excalibur. To catch. A dabble. All right, I always go first on these. I don't think John's very creative, so I'm going to go with the hammer because that seems like the least creative thing someone could call their penis. Uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, Woody. Woody, what do you think? Well, let me ask you a back, backup question. Talking Just to answer the question, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> We're, oh, you and I are talking, but talk into that. <laughs> well, I think no. uh, I'm going Anaconda. What the hell? So you don't have a question? <laughs> well, he said he had a date in Vegas. Is that where he, I heard he had a story where he couldn't play because he had head lice. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also a Vegas story. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. What's your name, sir? Uh, Curtis. Curtis! Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Little John. I think he's not creative and he's egotistical. <laughs> and he's tiny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. All right. Let's find out if we can catch a dead. By the way, if one of these contestants wins, they're going to win my cow bikini. Burn it! Congratulations. The cow bikini that I wore for the creep-off shoot that I had to do in this stupid building with Mark and Vinny there. A couple of gay guys. <laughs> All right. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> And then, you know, you know, maybe, uh, you know, have a few drinks and maybe like get the banger again. But we'll see. She, she calmed down a little bit, but you never know. So you want to go back to Vegas to, let's use the phrase, bury the hatchet. Yes. Bury the hammer. Because that's, yes! that's my nickname for my penis. Because I have a very large helmet. So I call it the hammer. Yes! You know, I got a big helmet. Well, it sounds like you got hurt last time she she went over your helmet. Yeah, it, it, it's like a battering ram. All right, don't but show. But anyway, us. so anything going on over there in California? Cardiff, I know you love it when I win. Yes, <laughs> I'm I getting do. really good at your games. You might want to replay that clip because he he really described why he calls it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was too busy celebrating Bam. at the end there. Right, so we'll see. So you want to go back to Vegas to, let's use the phrase, bury the hatchet. 
Yes. Bury the hammer. Because that's, that's my nickname for my penis. Because I have a very large helmet. So I call it the hammer. You, you know, I got a big helmet. Well, it sounds like you got hurt last time she, she went over your helmet. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like a battering ram, this thing. So anything going on over there in California? To catch a dabbler. A bandogram sounds like rape. (laughs) Right? Like you're getting into a place that you're not supposed to be able to get into with that. All right. Well, guys, good luck next time. Thank you so much for coming up and catching a dabbler. Love you, Cardiff. Cardiff, thank you very much. Kurt, if you could stay up, but I need you to move chairs. We can let producer Chris back in. And I want Lucy Tightbox to come up because we need to do some net news before we uh, close things out today. Our, our news girl, Lucy Tightbox, is uh, on her way up. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> we laughed our asses off. All right, uh, you got this? Let's go. Internet news with Lucy Tightbox. From Patreon, Ryan Karonka writes, We laughed our asses off. Schmeg Schmegson writes, We laughed our asses off. Deluxe queries, Um, was Monique giving us a beaver shot there? I saw the knee and if the camera was lower. She wants that club foot lovin'. Once again, Carl is the gangbang king. Let your freak flag fly, K-Dog. We were laughing our asses off. Frank asks, when is WATP live at Pickwick Pub? Gina Bobina, Obi has less lips than Chad. Change my mind. Chris G, Obi is beyond embarrassing. It makes you look at ONA days in a completely different light. And it actually makes it difficult to go back and listen to ONA knowing what an incompetent, talentless moron this guy is. Especially when he does that annoying voice nonsense. Opie is the village idiot. Regarding Literatica, Jackson suggests 1,000 cocks, an empowerment story. Andrew Bercher, this was some of the worst things I've heard on a podcast. Pop sculpture opines, you are right about her voice, and the fact that Seth Green modeled Chris's voice after Buffalo Bill adds another layer to it. And from YouTube, Bob Co- Tompkins Jr. comments on our latest Stut Joe video, John's unintentional hobby is being fake folksy with people who wish they weren't talking to him. It's fascinating to watch. Donnie Wrinkles, going through life with this level of confidence and everything you do must be amazing. It's like when a two-year-old runs out in his pajamas and wants everyone to go, wow. (laughs) Dario Delfino, the popcorn slash check story chiseled a piece of my soul off. Who is this, Wonders? Anybody else creeped out that Monique knows what Beth's bedroom looks like? (laughs) Tim Downs notes, Smug John is infuriating. Ross Robertson, I think John is a really cool guy. He's also very generous and never asks for anything in return. Kay Brinks nails it. People keep asking me. That's a lie. (laughs) Victory 552. It's so weird how gray John's skin tone is. Giorgio Palmas. I think Guy Fieri was the biggest douche on the planet, but Melendez takes that crown. 
and lawyers, guns, and money plays us out with, we laughed our asses off. We laughed our asses off. All right, thank you, Lucy Tightbox, giving us the net news. Wow, she's out of here, all right. All right, yeah, don't hang out, just go, it's fine. We have a review from uh, Cardiff. Cardiff, you love when we get nice reviews from people. Yes. All right, can you read, read our review here? Yes, just one review. Okay. Your show is obviously losing traction. Uh, so review number one, contracted ear aids. <laughs> the host Carl is a C U N Thank you. Uh-huh. They, they read the uh-huh. review. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, shut up for a second. Is that a five star review, Cardiff? Yes. Yes. Yay! Thank you for the five star reviews. Thank you, DabbleCon, for coming out to this event, the Uncle Rico Show, Shuli, Mike, and Bob. I want to thank those guys for being a part of this. We got the Debbie Awards coming up later tonight. We got a VIP meet and greet. If you have tickets for that, coming up right after this. The comedy at the Carlson, been so accommodating and great to us, helping us out, setting all of this up. They've been fantastic. Thanks, everybody, for coming out to uh, the show, and we will see you at the Dabbies. Okay, folks. Guess what? The episode's over. Let's put the dancing around the shit. I stink. You hate me. Great. Goodbye. Okay, bye. (laughs) I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Why am I even still doing this? I'm out of here. This is it. It's over. Okay? Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Hey, goodbye. Jesus, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys. Pretty fun, isn't it? What's with the dancing around the shit? I stink. You hate me. Great. Goodbye. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) All right, thanks, everybody. (laughs) Good year.